And now, live from the shadow of America's mountain, this is Rocky Mountain Revival Radio. Welcome to Rocky Mountain Revival Radio. I am your host, Heath. God is doing a new thing. And I am so thankful that with me tonight, <laughs> as always, is my amazing co-host, Michael. Michael, how you doing? Uh, winning Yellowstone. Make make friends. Yeah, agreed. Definitely agreed. We love Yellowstone, but we don't recommend uh, hanging out with the Grizzlies. And welcome to Rocky Mountain Bible Radio. <laughs> you know, if you have half as much fun on today's episode as we have then we're going to have twice as much fun as you. So having said that, <laughs> before we get into today's show, let's get some of the normal housekeeping things out of the way. Check out rmrr.live for all the latest information and updates about the show. There is the contact us form to submit feedback, comments, suggestions, be a guest, suggest a guest, whatever. You can reach us through there. If you need prayer, there's two ways we can partner with you in prayer. The first, of course, is the prayer request form on the website. The other is you can write us at prayer at rmrr.live. While you're on the website, be sure to check out the Linktree link to all the socials and all the fun things. If you're watching on Rumble or YouTube, please like and subscribe because that helps us help you. Follow us, of course, on Facebook for any additional information and show content that I may forget to post on the website. Um, and if you like the show and the show's content today, feel led to donate, there are links to do so on the website, down in the description below, and for those watching, on your screen. And let's get into today's show. We've got another amazing episode for you. Uh, today's episode is part of the Seven Mountains series. This is part three, The Economy. And if you like today's show, we encourage you to share it with your friends, family, coworkers, etc., because sharing is caring. Now, before we get into it, commercials, advertisements, right? Well, I would hope so. <laughs> um, no, just, uh, guys, we've got, got a shout out to Redemption Squad. They were just recently out there in the cold, handing out boxes in a desiring neighborhood, a needy neighborhood. But yeah, for sure. Targeted into a good uh, a, a place that needed some some boxes, and then in the in the city of Colorado Springs, that's for sure. And uh, I was not out this time, but our friend Lily was one of Rocky Mountain Revival Radio's uh, uh, hosts and uh, Waymaker Ministry hosts also, and uh, she was out there. Uh, they were all cold, but they persevered and they handed out these boxes, and they had a good time. They really did. So, shout out to Zach and Melissa at Redemption Squad Ministries. Um, also, uh, you know, he, I can tell you from personal experience that at, at Valentine Comfort Shoes, they have warm winter boots. Oh, hey. They have some boots. And if you're interested in some nice warm boots I would go to Valentine's Cup for shoes because talking with Sean and Amy is a great experience but getting your needed boots there is a better experience <laughs> right well it's definitely so, the best thing you can do for your knees your ankles your back you know all the things can be helped by a great pair of boots for sure oh yeah well and they have they have the nice they have the nice trends too they got the nice dress boots these days yeah they got they have those too I actually got one of those. Nice. <laughs> I got a pair of those. Nice. You see me in my, my boots. You know where they're from. So, um, 
And then also, I just want to refer a really cool book I've been reading recently called Holy Rebel. Perhaps you've heard of it if you've listened to the show for yeah. a minute. You know, it's it's a fresh book. It's it's not one of those uh, used, uh, you know, downtown liberal uh, used bookstore books at all. No, they wouldn't like it in there. Uh, however, it is pertinent for our day. It's a fresh book from Pastor Todd and Kelly Hudnall. And, you know, I Heath, I wanted to... Um, I wanted to read Lou Engle's excerpt again. All right. Because it's, I don't know. I really, I really relate to this. In Holy Rebel, my friends Todd and Kelly Hudnall have written not so much a book, but a manifesto, a call to a roaring spiritual resistance to the demonically induced control centers and ideologies boasting their dominion over souls, families, churches, cities, and nations. This is an all-out confrontation to the church of compromise and acquiescence in the face of the powers. The book rejects the counsel of despair. It is the roar of the Lion of Judah, who was overcome, rising in the church. And just a side note to that, um, you know, Heath and I have been uh, uh, sticking our heads in the Word of God. And we do encourage that for everyone listening. We're, we're stuck in Jude. Well, at least I am. And, and he's been really checking it out too. I'll say that. I'll speak for myself. And and Jude is the, historically known as the little brother of Jesus. And brother of James. And really, in a short book, in the, in the very end of the Bible, right before Revelation, this guy pours out a similar message to Todd and Kelly's message for today. Now, I'm not calling, you know, I don't think we should put uh, a Holy Rebel in uh, the back of the Bible ourselves, but, because it's so chock full of the Bible anyway, but I there is so much truth going on in the Word of God, and there's so much Word of God in this book. I highly recommend this book. It will encourage you to read more Bible, more Word of God. And yeah, Heath. Yeah, if you actually don't like to read too, um, the Audible version is available now, as well as the Kindle, the paperback, all the things. Um, and so you can actually, Todd and Kelly recorded it themselves. You can hear their voices um, as they read it. You can hear their fire, their passion for the word that was given to them uh, to write this book. And and so you can, you can hear that. Also, um, if you're so inclined, you can actually uh, now purchase a signed copy of the book through the uh, Rad Church Apparel website down below. Um, so if you want a signed copy of the book itself, you can uh, actually purchase that through there. So yeah, and it, it is a great read. We're actually, as a, as a whole body at church, we're actually, all of our small groups are actually going through um, chapters of the book and discussing them and, and just really trying to relate to them, apply them to our lives and, you know, just really um, dig into what what is all being said in this this powerful word that is this book so it is yeah. definitely worth your time energy and effort for the read the listen whichever whichever you want to do but definitely check them add, out i'm going to add two more things in our small group well at least our men's group that we go to the holy spirit takes over so usually <laughs> the book is is conducive for the holy spirit taking over so that's awesome about it too uh, okay i also want to say this todd kelly recently got a uh, broadcasting award like a major broadcasting award. So the audible that they recorded is top notch. It is professionalism 
of professionalisms. It's amazing. So yes. wanted to put that out there too. That just recently happened at our church. They received a massive uh, broadcasting award. So, yeah, congratulations to them for that. And uh, then finally, if you've got a music lover in your life and you know somebody that plays guitars, check out Wyoming Custom Guitars. Uh, there are a ton of hand, uh, handcrafted labor of love, intense, you know, just getting everything right, the right sound, the right seal, feel, um, you know, making sure everything is completely polished and smooth and just ready to roll. Um, made by Bill Palmer in Wyoming, been singing and writing music since 1979 and, uh, now building these guitars as well as, you know, all the musical stuff he normally does these things are amazing so definitely check those out as well all right and with that i think that gets us out of the commercials and into today's topic um again seven mountain series uh the finance um, economy business it's got several different labels but they all kind of mean the same thing this mountain was originally related to the management of your household which now includes the management of the production distribution consumption of the community's resources so basically it's goods and services it also includes the trading and businesses of those resources and actually as i was doing studying for this uh particular topic 11 of the 39 parables that Jesus talks about, he's talking about finances. So he says more about money than he did about love, basically. And I also read something interesting as I was, you know, prepping for this that I hadn't stopped to think about before. And that is each mountain has its own ruling spirits or spiritual forces uh, as referenced in Ephesians 6.12. And it is wise for us to study the seven mountains as to understand what spirits or what enemy is opposing us in that particular uh, territory. So having said that, we have some amazing testimonies, some stories for you, some scripture, of course, as always, uh, just to kind of help you relate and uh, prepare yourself, equip yourself to be in that mountain and do the battle you need to do there. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Heath, um, I, we didn't talk about this. I'm, I'm prompted, though, to ask you about a time when you were a manager at said store um that you brought the kingdom environment you you took care of your people uh maybe not necessarily in the rule book but you took care of your people and uh brought kingdom environment and like you brought a, a loving environment to the business realm so you know it's interesting you, you bring that up that there were many times in my management career where you know i might not have been as bold to talk about you know Jesus himself or to talk about scripture, things like that. But I did always try to approach the business from a, a love mindset. So definitely like a first Corinthians 13 mindset, you know, where love and compassion and empathy and understanding are, are crucial. And, and I know there were several times in various places I worked where, you know, company, company policies weren't always nice for our employees. And I'm a manager that believes that our employees are our biggest asset. We can have the best price, the best product, you know, the best whatever. But if, you know, we don't have the employees that are bringing great customer service, we're not going to do anything with our business. And so I would always tend to err on the side of taking care of my employees. Like I know one of the last places I worked and I won't drop a name, but uh, there 
employee policies on meals were ridiculous. And so, you know, I made sure I had to take care of my employees. I made sure that they had food because sometimes I had employees that, you know, the meal that they got at work, that was their only meal. So I made sure they ate. I made sure they had something to drink. I made sure they were taken care of because again, as a business my people were my biggest asset. And so that was one way that that I felt I was being kind of kingdom impactful in the area of business because again, operating out of love and understanding. Um, there were several times where as a manager too, like I knew people were struggling. And so like I had one employee that I bought, you know, some clothes for, you know, to make sure they had a uniform to come to work in. Uh, there was another employee I bought tires for once just to make sure they could get back and forth to work and do the other things they need to do in their life. Um, you know, and there's several examples of those things. And I don't, I don't say that stuff to brag, but just again, as kind of my way to, to help, um, help out my fellow man, to help out the people that were taking care of my business and, you know, just trying to be an overall good citizen, I think is, is I guess the best way to sum that up. Well, I would actually, I think the takeaway that's really big there is you stood in front of kind of at your own risk a little bit you stood in front of that system and said uh-uh you, this system here at this company is not taking care of uh employees that are probably minimum wage and <laughs> they're making it to work as best they can right and that's not always like you know and and so you're bringing a loving environment and you're taking care of them kind of risking that, but you're stepping in front of a, um, you just, just talked about identifying, um, uh, evil in your realm. And, right. and, you know, we've been around those managers that, uh, you know, they, they must've read, about Caesar or something like that. And they rule like a Caesar. <laughs> right. Or they rule like a drill sergeant <laughs> in this post world war two era. <laughs> right. So anyway, um, so anyway, yeah, I, that's, that's an amazing takeaway though, because you were in your realm, you're seeing you, the, your people that you were placed over um, here at Rocky Mountain Viral Radio, we, we believe in God putting you in a place, you know, yes, we in, do. in the, in the economy or in the, in the job sector. And if you have, if he's given you the ability to manage or own or impact your job site, shoot Chris Como co-host of Rocky Mountain Viral Radio. He was just telling us in men's group, um, about just these ongoing conversations he's having with his um, uh, fellow contractors out there on the job site in construction. And apparently it's an interesting conversation they're having where these guys feel like they could talk to Chris and they feel like they can engage with like talking about more of the meaningful things, the weightier things on the job site. <laughs> I mean, that's to me, that's a better day than uh talking about ludicrous stuff on the top side, right. you know, or the usual uh, banter, if you will. Right. And well, so I, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, and so, yeah, I just wanted to pull out that 
that concept there that you were describing is that you stood in front of a problem and you're empowering your people with love. And it was a very real uh, a necessity uh, based thing you're doing for them. Maybe you weren't always like praying for your uh, employees or whatever, but um, yeah. Well, and, and I was just going to say that it's really one of those things from a management standpoint, from an owner standpoint that they tend to frown on, you know, if you're stepping outside those policies, if you're, you're, you know, bending the rules or whatever, they don't necessarily like that. So I wasn't always a popular manager with my bosses, but again, to me, I look at this and I think, okay, these people are not just numbers. They are actual living, breathing people with living, you know, issues and, and all these things. And if, if their time coming to work is their escape. We give them a pleasant work environment. We take care of them because one of the oldest business principles I know of is if you take care of your people, they're going to take care of you. And so if there's a policy coming along that's, you know, encouraging me to not take care of my people, I'm going to be more inclined to, uh, you know, find the gray area in that policy because, again, I want to take care of our people. And, and so I think that's a, an important takeaway. If you're in a, a management position, you know, remember that your people are are just that people. They're not a number. Um, and that that in itself is a great way to to bring kindness, care, compassion, empathy to the workplace um, and to, to show a Christ-like example. You know, another one is uh, there were a lot of people that that will tell you to this day that like I was the best manager they ever had because I actually cared about my people. Um, and I think that's some of my favorite things to read when I'm when I'm talking about references. I always go to these people like, hey, I'm looking for a new job. I need a reference, you know, as your boss. And they're like, hey, yeah, you're still to this day the best employee I had. And these are people that worked for me 20 years ago, you know, and, and so they remember the things I did for them. They remember the ways I made them feel important or special or, you know, kind of separated them from, you know, just a, an average worker at another job. Um, if you can, you can pour into your people through um, compliments and, you know, at some kind of edification, you know, build them up, speak words of encouragement over them, uh, you know, go out of your way to recognize the little things that they're doing, um, you know, make them a bigger thing so that again, uh, you're making your people feel special. You know, those are just some of the things I've used in in my time in management to kind of help um, build these teams because I, for a while was known as the, the fix it manager where I could come into these facilities that weren't performing well. And within a, a small amount of time, I could turn that around and actually be breaking sales records and, you know, speed of service records and all these things and have, you know, a, a better employee retention numbers, things like that. Because again, I chose to look at my people as people, not as numbers, and to try to take care of them and invest in them and to recognize their successes and to help them learn through their failures and to, to make sure that it was constantly a teachable situation, not a criticism situation. And so, again, just throwing out some ideas to, to maybe help a, a struggling manager out there that's like, you know, hey, I'm in this mountain. Um, I'm hip deep in this mountain and I'm, and I'm struggling. And, and maybe there's some things in here that you can take and uh, employ where you're at and where you're working. Because we don't always have to necessarily go in um, – quote and Bible verses and things like that, we can still pave the way with some kindness, with some love, with some empathy. Um, and then as you get to know people and, and understand where they're at, then that can lead into some conversations about, you know, their relationship with the Lord and things like that. So again, just, just some tips for you guys. Yes. Oh man. I thought I had a scripture. <laughs> well, 
How about this? Be uh, Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love, just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us an offering, an offering and a sacrifice to God as a fragrant aroma. And so obviously we do want to walk in love and, and do that kind of self-sacrifice thing. Be a good boss if you're a boss and be a uh, an employee so good that it's like God employed you and not um, Heath Palmer or, you know, whoever. Right. Well, and, and something else there too, you know, if you're not the boss, you can still bring a kingdom mindset to your job. You can still go in with a positive attitude. You can still go in and encourage people and lift people up. You can still go in and be a team player. You can still go in with, uh, you know, the this is the day the Lord has made. Let's rejoice and be glad in it. You can be that person that is that is always upbeat, that's positive, that has an encouraging word, that's, you know, got a pep in their step and a song in their heart kind of a thing. And so they're, they're, you don't have to necessarily be a manager in this mountain to to still make a kingdom impact in someone's life because you never know, you know, unless you're taking the time to get to know your coworkers or your employees, what things people are dealing with. You know, we all struggle. We all have stuff going on. And sometimes it was because I took the time to get to know my employees or created a safe space for them to come talk about anything or everything that they needed to talk about to find out that, okay, this person's got a lot of stuff going on. And maybe that explains why they're struggling sometimes at work. Maybe that explains sometimes why they're late here and there. You know, there are simple solutions to some of these problems. And sometimes it's just communication and actually being a, a decent person. Hmm. Wow. Who to thunk, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I know, I know you've got, uh, I know you've got a couple uh, workplace testimonies as well. And yeah. your, yours are actually quite amazing having talked about them. So I'm excited for you to share with our listeners and viewers. Well, I just want to impart to our listeners and our viewers that obeying the Lord at work, maybe not even from like doing a good job standpoint, but maybe something extra or else he wants you to do too. Like, like this. So, uh, really, this whole amazing uh, thing that happened at a at a job I was at um, before the job I'm at now actually uh, happened because I asked God what He wanted me to do, desiring to be missional in the workplace um, and desiring to really impact my company with love. And the first thing he told me to do was, hey, why don't you go and pray with your lead driver, your coworker, um, every day before you guys head out on route. And so we did that. I talked to him. I, I said, hey, this is what I believe God just told me. And I think it'd be like massive for not only our lives, but for everyone's life here. So that was kind of like like where I was coming from with that. And we started praying for the guy's safety. Um, we started praying for our families, their families. Um, we started bringing uh, things we just needed to pray about too. This is in a weird time in our, in our lives where I wasn't necessarily, I didn't necessarily have like a home church really. 
And so God really was gracious. And he made like meeting up at work, like going to church. Nice. Um, it, now I, I, every once in a while could get to church. Uh, and we were definitely between churches. We were, we were testing these churches out around town for sure. Doing some church shopping. And, uh, and so, yeah, by God's grace, we made it to radiant eventually. But anyway, um, literally, so yeah, literally we just started praying every day. Me and Mike Pacheco, we're still friends to this day. And he's actually later on in the story. Okay, what that turned into was um, an improvement of favor for the company and our, our well, not our employees, but our coworkers. A uh, favor for Mike Pacheco uh, and... It was interesting because the company started breaking uh, financial records. Um, I don't know. It was almost like to like we became like the relationship atmosphere. Like, yeah, the relationship atmosphere at work changed too. Uh, walls started being broke down between some employees and it was just. I don't know. People knew that we cared or I don't know. Like it really became a better work environment. Like you could breathe a bit better there and you could talk to people more and things were just more amicable there. It really, that really impacted it. Okay. Yes, he's sounds like, well, you know, I, you were, as you were talking, I just, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, don't ever underestimate the power of prayer. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and maybe, maybe you're not someone who is, strong enough or bold enough to actually pray with somebody, but you can pray for somebody. You can sit in your cubicle or at your workstation or whatever, and you can say a silent prayer. You can, you know, whisper a prayer, whatever. You can still pray as you're driving into work. Um, you know, there, there is just something amazing about, you know, the confirmation in Michael's testimony there that, you know, we started praying at work and then all of a sudden we started seeing, you know, a positive work environment. We started seeing better numbers. We started seeing all these things because we were actively engaging in prayer as a group or, or right. even as, you know, as a, you know, small group or, you know, just one or two of us, like there is power in prayer. And so I want to definitely highlight that as one of the takeaways from that particular piece of testimony, because there is so much power in prayer. And again, even if you are not, you know, the strongest prayer warrior, you're not the boldest person, you can still, you know, you know, that Nancy and accounting is struggling you can say a prayer for Nancy in accounting. Like yeah. you don't have to, you don't have to like, well, I, there's nothing I can do. You know what? There is something you can do. You can prayer up and you well, can lift Nancy up, you know? Well, and I would even say this. So we like casting apostolic vision here. What does that mean? Um, God wants us to get into these mountains intentionally. So I'll say to you, listener, watcher, there's a teammate for you at work. Definitely. To start praying with, there's there's a new friend, there's a new brother in Christ, there's a there's a sister in Christ that you might have been aware of, but you never like really talked to them. You know they go to and then go to such and such church across town. You never really talked to them though, you know. But hey, maybe they actually do need you to go over there and minister to them or, or pray with them every day. 
and and it'll start out kind of maybe personal and you're praying with them every day but it'll impact the company because you know what you you know what you have there now oh you have a mini ecclesia what does that mean you got a little mini church going on there at work and so it made sense that that god told me that was the first step so then here's what happened heath the next step i would say well okay actually this was kind of fun um another another boss came in uh mike pacheco became my boss i believe and then this other boss came in i think is what happened either way mike pacheco becomes my boss he was my coworker. then 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 the gm a new gm comes in and the numbers get better uh and the camaraderie and the around the shop gets better and us looking for because of because Mike getting elevated, he's a he's a well, frankly, he's a David in the workplace. But he didn't know really he was. He 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 was very um entrepreneurial and he was the leader. But it's when the Lord elevated him to the that manager role, he really stepped into it intentionally and really made these uh routes better. And and brought a leadership that wasn't there. Also, it was like a David-like leadership. And what I mean by that is, uh, some some people in his role would not help. Uh, they would just sit, stay in the office and kind of boss. Well, David would constantly go out into the, the battlefield with his guys, and he would he would lead the battles. Well, that's what Mike did. <laughs> so, so Mike Mike would lead with, as an example. He would lead an example. That's actually the best kind of leader, by the way, in case you guys don't know. One that's actually in the trenches with you. Um, and I can attest to that. I worked for a, a theater chain for a while as a, as a theater manager. And there were times I'd come down at, at the end of the day and I'd just dig in and start cleaning out the kettle. And the first time I did that, one of my employees looked at me like, what are you doing? And I was like, what's wrong? And she's like, why are you cleaning the kettle? And I was like, because it needs done. And she's like, but there's never been a manager do that before. And I said, well, you've never had a manager like me. Like there, there's something about being in the trenches with your people. And I, and I told all of them, they all knew, like, you need to clean the bathroom. Great. I'll go clean the bathroom. You know, we need to clean a theater. Great. I'll clean a theater. I'll clean a kettle. Doesn't matter. Get in there with your people and work. And, and as you were, you were talking about some of this uh, extended part of the testimony here, I was reminded why it's important to talk about these things at work. And I'm going to give you a real life example from my own life. Um, I was a I was a manager for a company um, several years ago, and I had this employee who attended the church I'm at now, and all she would talk about was how amazing Radiant Church was. Right. You know, I had she was one of my assistant managers, which meant she worked evenings and you know weekends and things, and so. But I had to schedule her around church services. I had to schedule her around small groups. I had to schedule her around the first of the month. Um, fusion service. And so she talked about it and talked about it and talked about how amazing this church was, how she'd never been to church like that before. And at the time I wasn't in the market for a church. And then life happens a couple years ago and I'm suddenly in the market for a new church. And I'm sitting here one Saturday, um, don't have Ethan. 
was thinking to myself, man, I really don't want to be in the house today. I don't want to be in the house. Where can I go? And all of a sudden, out of my head comes, wow, Radiant Church, Radiant Church. Let's check to see if there's something going on on a Saturday with this church. Because I remembered her talking about something vaguely. So I look them up. Sure enough, there's a Saturday service. I go up to five o'clock service on Saturday. I walk through the door. I have this incredible feeling that this is home. Um, mm. in, in a way that I've never felt before. And so had she not have talked about Radiant Church as much as she did, I may have never checked them out. Now, I knew who they were because like, I'd watched some of Todd and Kelly's uh, online things before. They've done some amazing marriage sermons. They've done some all kinds. Actually, they've covered all kinds of topics. If you actually go back through their archive, there's all kinds of things. And so I'd listened to them several years before, but kind of forgot about it. And then when I was in that need for a church and all of a sudden, man, here came this thought, Radiant Church, Radiant Church, Radiant Church. I go there and now this is my home church. This is where my family is. This is where I'm plugged in and connected and serving and all these things. And since going to Radiant, there has been such a huge transformation in my life. There's been a huge transformation in my relationship with God. There's been a huge change in my walk and all these things. There's been blessings and anointings and healings and all kinds of stuff that I can attribute to walking through that door. And I might not have walked through that door had someone at my workplace not talked about their church and how amazing it was. So there, there's another real world takeaway for you. Yeah, exactly. So because <laughs> she was just telling you about a church, right? Man, yeah, we never even talked about like God, like we we both you know I knew she was a believer, she knew I was a believer. We never talked about anything more than oh hey you know Radiant's such a great place to go if you ever need to find a new church, come to Radiant, check us out, blah blah blah. Like you know, and she'd just drop little things here and there, and it was never anything deeper than that, never anything more than that. Yeah, you know, it wasn't like hey, have you ever been saved or water baptized or you know how often are you in the Bible? Like there was none of those conversations <laughs> at all, none of yeah. them. It was just hey, I, you know, you're ever looking for a new church? I know you're going through some stuff. The church I go to is amazing, and that's all she'd ever say. Like it was never more than that. But thankfully, she'd planted that seed so that a few years later, I'm sitting around going, mm -hmm. I need a church. Oh, Radiant Church. Yeah, it's it's just amazing. Well, and so, so what was so amazing was, it, so like in like in like manner, the Lord has me end up, and maybe not so. Okay, Heath, I believe you know you meet people, and and they can be in your life for a longer season or for a shorter season, right? But um, Mike and I built this amazing uh, friendship around praying every day now we were um still we were friends before that and um but it became richer once we connected on praying every day and kind of interceding for the company and for our families and other needs every day okay all that improvement starts happening we get a, a new gm and well really we find out he's a believer too well we kind of connect with them on that level. Um, and just by telling some testimonies and, and telling some things with him and, but basically we end up, I end up discipling the GM too. So now I'm discipling both my body. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, and just by sharing what we were hearing in the word and um, what some of the things we're experiencing in our, 
relationships and faith. It was just uh, an organic, a God organic environment. Okay. Here's where the story uh, changes. Here's where it gets even more interesting. Heath, I was just thinking, um, this topic is almost like, okay, so you know how work, we do work every day and we're so, uh, macro, right. Um, we're so up close with this everyday experience and the mundane, uh, activities of work or whatever. Well, really what we're finding as we talk and as we explore this, uh, business mountain, uh, subject and maybe how we might have engaged in God's glory in this without knowing it. Right. We're kind of like, Oh, some cool things did happen at work one day. (laughs) Yes. It's interesting how I did perform some amazing things at work one day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So maybe that's just encouraging encouragement to you guys. Um, The every day God is in the everyday. um, And it's almost like our engagement with him on the everyday is crucial, even though we are looking at the micro and that might just help you rest your head at night tonight. As you watch this, Hey, you know what? I participated with the Lord today. He had me do this. I did have four hours of blah after that, but Hey, I did what the Lord told me to do. <laughs> exactly. And like I said, guys, you don't have to do these these big major things. Like you don't have to lead a Bible study group or you don't have to, you know, whatever. Like you can start small if that's where you're comfortable, if that's where you're at with things. You know, another thing that, you know, it's funny. We do such amazing prep work for these shows, guys. And we we try to, you know, bring all kinds of testimony because, again, there's power to that. And we were just talking a little bit ago about the fact that, like, I didn't even know what I could bring to this show. You know, having been in business for over 30 years, you know, what, what do I have to bring to the table? And it's like, the more we talk, like Michael saying, the more we talk, then the more of these things are coming out. And so I just want to encourage Thanks, God. Yeah. Thank you, God, for, for coming in again and saving the show. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> You know, there, there is something about intentionality too. So maybe you're a little further along in your walk and you're like, I don't know how to be intentional at work. Well, have you asked God? Have you asked right. God about it? You know, have you, have you said, well, Hey, Go ahead. Yeah, and we'll and we'll we'll just advise our listeners. Uh, maybe the pattern out of our testimony today is step one: establish a mini church at work. You don't have to break the rules to do this. Right. This could be in your break time. The, you know, if you have time to chat in the in the in the bypassings of tasks or whatever. Right. You see them all the time. Right. <laughs> you might right. as well bless them. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> You know, and then and then the other step is definitely, you know, ask ask God what he wants you to do. Ask God what he thinks. You know, there's nothing wrong with that either. Like, hey, God, I'm going to this situation. What are your thoughts? I'd love to know what you're thinking right now about this because you've got a plan of purpose. Like, I'm kind of clueless. I don't know how I'm going to attack this, but what are your thoughts? And he's going to tell you. You know, yeah. the Bible says if we ask, he's going to tell us. So feel free and ask. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if you're, if you're further along with your walk and you're, you're talking with him and hearing from him very well, then he's probably got some appointments set up for you. Um, and maybe you just need to recognize that, oh, Hey, maybe, maybe I can be missional work. You know, maybe you're doing some great things in the grocery store or, you know, at church or outside, you know, doing street evangelism or whatever. And you never thought that like, Hey, work could be one of those places too. work could be one of those places too, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, and, and then we'd stay say probably step two 
Start praying for the business. Start praying for each other. Start praying for the coworkers and contend until you see results. Right. So Mike and I prayed for about two years straight. That's how long we prayed every day. Well, man, 95% out of a hundred, we were that consistent. We prayed almost every day. We were working uh, with each other. So, well, and, and to that point, I would also just tag on there before you jump into some more testimony that especially pray for the people that you dislike at work. Yes. Pray for pray for a pray peaceful for opportunities. Shift. Pray for to harmony. Love on them. Yes, opportunities to be a light in their world. Because yeah. odds are, if they're that, and I, we've all worked with them, guys. We've all worked with those people that are just the incredible, difficult people to work with. They've got attitude. They're just down on everything. They hate everything. Whatever. You still don't realize why they're even working there. Like some days are like that, right? But yeah. you can make a difference. You can actually begin to pray for those individuals you can pray for opportunities to you know be a light to be an ear to be a blessing to whatever to make a change yes well in god and now now we're rolling with the flow of the holy spirit Heath, because now i'm thinking and god he okay you start engaging with god on this level he's going to start showing you stuff about you so and he's going to have you operate out of that stuff right for instance I was getting prophetic words for so many people. And what was amazing with my prophetic words for Mike Pacheco, they, they ended up happening. He's, he became a business owner. He's now a franchisee owner of, uh, or he's a franchisee, I should say of, uh, of an Amazon distribution branch. So he has his own, you know, they're up in Denver, you know, scouring Denver and, and delivering all these packages. And, it's it's big time but but he had those gifts they his family had those dreams so we were praying into these things too and i was getting prophetic words about what he was going to do and so so prophets who may be listening people interested in the prophetic people interested in ministry you can be a minister or a chaplain at your business or at your place of work you know employment and 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 that connection with that with those that mini church you obey God and start establishing there as a as a hub of 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 uh, goodness kingdom getting into that blessing getting into these people yes we found that an identifier we okay so we talk about identifying an enemy we found one of the enemies we found was it was almost like the job atmosphere here before we really were pouring in into our uh, coworkers and prayer and stuff like that the job atmosphere was cannibalistic. Anything you could do to say anything about anyone just to so you can climb up the ladder. Oh boy. I mean, dude, this was drama. This was like a middle school environment. Wow. And I mean, these are like, you know, we got Vietnam vets. We got we got grown men acting like middle schoolers. <laughs> and that's the atmosphere it was. It was bad. So um, but a lot of that really shut down and God, God would give us an authority, uh, to be bolder and to speak love even into those tougher ones lives. So I love, so, yeah. I love that. I love that. You know, and that's, that's one of the, the other takeaways from the series that we're doing is that, you know, you have authority in your your sphere of influence, you know, whether that's home, whether that's church, whether that's work, whether that's school, whether that's wherever you're at. 
you have some authority there. And, and so it, why not step into it? Why not engage with the Lord and combat some of these things? Because last thing you want to do is be partnering with a toxic work environment or a, you know, in a healthy work environment, you know? So why not make a change, especially if it's something you love doing? Um, if you love your job, but you just hate the people there, then pray for the people there. You know, it's really kind of a simple solution that sometimes we're all like, oh, duh, I should have known. But the reality is, Pray for the people, pray for the job place, pray for the environment, because, you know, those simple prayers can have such a huge, ginormous impact on the business, on the work environment, on your customers, on your, yeah. you know, the the money that you're earning. Like you can speak blessings over your business as, and you don't have to be a manager to do it. That's the other beautiful thing about mm -hmm. this. You know, if you've got a job right now, guess what? You're in this mountain. You're somewhere, you're somewhere on that peak back there behind me. You're, you're climbing that mountain somewhere. And so, you know, yeah, I trying to find where it was at on the camera was like kryptonite to Superman there, but the, the mountain behind me, y'all see the mountain behind me. You're on that mountain somewhere. And so it's your job now to, to step in and, and to be missional with the authority you have as a believer. Right. Well, now here's the, here's what we also found too. I don't think this would have happened if it was just me praying. But the Lord directed us to establish a little mini church there. The Bible says where two yes. or three are gathered in my name, I am there with them. So we intentionally established a presence presence of God power house called the church, mini little church in this company. And we intentionally from that place, and we would be encouraged every single time. I mean, whether, for, okay, we went out and drove out in the snow. Sometimes it was a little concerning. We would pray, but we would know the Lord was with us. We would see how, uh, you know, we had like real radios too. And so we, over the radio, we would hear how God was protecting our coworkers because we prayed for it. So we were watching for it and we might, you know, continue to pray in the day. This made us leaders even more so. I'm, I'm telling you, the Lord poured into the leadership that guys would, uh, for instance, there's this really bad snowstorm we had in Colorado Springs area. It's called like a snow bomb. <laughs> <laughs> and like it was really bad it wasn't a blizzard it was a bomb <laughs> so um we had newer drivers out there and so i had i well i didn't have to it just can't this is how the lord used me that day just being on the radio and coaching them to get out of where they were at so they can hopefully safely make it back to the yard in their truck and they're having a terrifying time getting back in the snow um was just was just one of the byproducts of us practicing our God-given authority uh, and caring and, and a love poured out and poured into us and caring for our coworkers and 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 it played out in real life circumstances. Yeah, that that's incredible and and so yeah, there there is something about you taking that step, you know, then connecting with somebody else and because the two of you are gathered or more of you, whatever it is, you know, God's going to be there. That opens the door for him to move. So yeah. you, you praying about, you know, Hey, and it's not just about your job too. I would recommend, um, highly recommend actually praying that you be the best employee you can be, you know, yes. God help me today be the best. You know, it doesn't matter if you're the janitor or the CEO or anywhere in between, you know, yeah. help me to be the best employee today for this position. Help me to, you know, be in the right place at the right time. Say the right things, you know, help, you know, point out someone I need to talk to today, you know, bring the person who's struggling to me. Let me, you know, 
encourage them or lift them up. You know, you can start to do these things on your own and then build that mini, that mini church. And pretty soon you guys are changing, changing the scene. You're breaking records. You've got employee morale at an all time high. You've got employee retention at all time high. It was that real. It really happened. those, Those little baby steps of faith and and lifting yourself up encouraging yourself armoring yourself up to go to work and then going in and doing battle at work um you know in the spirit to 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 affect change and and you can see it in your coworkers. you can see it in your business like you know these are not just what ifs we're talking we we've both experienced you know real world change by just bringing a, a heart and mind for jesus or a Christ-like version into the workplace. And, yes. and there is so much power in that, guys. So much power. Okay, so here, let's talk about how that power continued to manifest. Because So we had a little mini church established, okay? We really did. And all those things happened. And Heath, we recently have been talking about suicide, right? Right. Well, someone amazing was sent to us who had called out, to the Lord after that one of those kind of things um his friend just drove by his place of deepest deepest dearest neediest need right the darkest place yep as if I can find English the darkest place <laughs> might Glad be. it's you today yeah. <laughs> normally it's me yeah. with English <laughs> well okay so I'm going to introduce it like this. So here comes Mikey. He 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 was in that place, and we had just recently on Rocky Mountain Revival Radio and Waymaker Ministries have done a collab video on the topic of suicide. Well, Mikey was in that place. He calls out to God. Um, his friend, and immediately after that prayer, just happens to be driving by the place he was at. Gets him somehow. And takes him to rehab. Nice. And so he goes from praying to rehab, I think in under an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So after rehab, and he had already had his CDL, but after rehab, he gets um, employment where I'm working. Like He gets hired on. And we immediately meet. And the Lord had me be immediately bold with him and just start like telling him like, dude, uh, well, you know, and I even forget what, what exactly I might've said. Cause really the Lord told me to say stuff. And sometimes Heath, when the Lord tells you to say stuff, it's really just not your own words and you yeah. just obey and you say it and really you kind of forget about it, but it makes this big impact on the people. Well, it's cause God is impacting them. So we connect, um, we have similar routes. We're kind of in similar areas out in the city. And so we work uh, often together, me and Mikey. So there's a Mike Pacheco and there's a Mikey. There are so many more Mikes <laughs> and Michaels at this company. It was nuts. Throw a stone so and I hit was one always kind of Michael. a thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially with Buckshot. So, <laughs> um, no. So anyway, uh, um, Okay, the first thing that happens with Mikey is clearly another discipleship relationship is being formed, okay? Because the Lord has me lead him 
in a serious salvation prayer. He most likely had already received salvation, but because of where he was coming from, may not have remembered it. And so I was hearing things, some good spiritual things out of him. But at the same time, the Lord had me kind of redo it as a mile marker so he could remember his salvation. So, and he was a good guy. He eh, he was smart and stuff, but drugs are nasty. Yes, so, they are. Um, anyway, so that was the first thing. So he becomes born again. Praise again. God. <laughs> Praise God. Yes. And um, we just start. We just start talking about the word. We just start. The Lord keeps on having us work together. His truck breaks down. I have to go help him. My truck breaks down. He has to come help me. And he's the nearest guy. So um, one day we're on the Air Force Academy and we're servicing what would be the entire Air Force Academy, which is no small feat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And his truck broke down. And so on my truck, we have to not only do the entire, but we have to fit it all on. And so um, what happened was insane. What happens next is intense and insane. And I wish this none of, (laughs) I wish none of this on anyone listening. Um, Mikey started having kidney failure to such an extent that he had a stiff back and he had uh, uh, in an emergency way, you know, like he was experiencing a medical emergency. He came to me and told me he was peeing blood. My, I've had this experience in my family with a sibling. And so I was in a very, uh, intense place from i was scared (laughs) um i immediately asked the lord lord what do i do now there was a fire station a few blocks away so that was an option um i would have done that immediately and taken to the fire station if uh i didn't hear the lord say this well you could pray for him like like no big deal at this point at this point i had seen um I had seen some miraculous stuff. I hadn't seen God use me to um, administer healing on any capacity. So I was like, really? You know, I've never done that with you before yet. And he goes, yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thank thank God he's the peaceful one (laughs) (laughs) in the storm. (laughs) So, um, Mikey, Mikey is can he is his condition is getting worse. So I let him know what the Lord told me. I said, and he had just, you know, just we're doing discipleship. He just became a Christian. Um, I say to him, Hey man, so I uh, I'm gonna need you to test something, but I just heard the Lord uh tell me to pray for you so that you be healed. And I'm going to turn on the radio. We're driving to the next section. I'm going to turn on the radio and you are going to pray and you are going to hear a response. So I had some boldness there. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Thank you, God. And you're going to hear a response 
and and so that way I will know. Uh, I because I need a confirmation. Because uh, I because I told because I've never done this before. I told him that, <laughs> <laughs> and so he's like, "What really? I'm really going to do this?" I'm like, "Well, yeah. What well, we need to <laughs> we need to figure this out." <laughs> so I turn on the radio. He prays. He goes, "I've never heard that before in my life." Took him about a minute, and that's what he says, you know. And I turn on the radio and prays, listens. And he has never heard that voice before in his entire life is what he says. I go, wow. what it sound like? And he go, he said, I heard a, yes, he's going to pray for you. And so there we had it. So we pulled over and I had him touch his side and I touched his arm. And I just prayed simple guys, just obey. Right. Uh, I, I just prayed a simple one. Just, Hey, Jesus, you told me to do this. I'm obeying you in Jesus name, Mikey be healed. And I knew instinctively, well, instincts of the spirit. I knew instinctively to go. So do you feel any different? He said, he said he wasn't sure, but he might've felt something. I said, okay, I'm going to pray again. Um, in Jesus name, Lord, just out of obedience, we, we need you out of obedience. You told me to do this. I'm doing it in Jesus name. Be healed. And what happened next was <laughs> intense. He felt something powerful. He couldn't really describe yes. it. But he's like, huh, that felt interesting. And then he felt fine to continue loading the truck. And he wanted to try on his own. I didn't ask him. I didn't want to push him at all. (laughs) But he felt able to test what he thought had just happened. So he's, he's encouraged and inspired. So he's loading the truck and he's as nimble and as athletic as like he was at the beginning of the day. He had zero back pain. He drank a lot of water. I said, drink a lot of water right now so that you can pee again later and see what's happening. And, and he, he, everything was fine. Everything checked out fine. Now he, a year, you know, we get DOT, um, physicals. And so they, they were checking his, they knew about his kidney, uh, well, his organ, really his organ passed. And so they were checking his kidneys and, and he had perfect kidneys. He had perfectly healthy kidneys um, wow. and praise clearly God. did not before. Yeah. yeah. Praise God. That is so, awesome. That is and awesome. that, that helped it. That happened. Now folks, again, that happened in a discipleship relationship at work, literally on the job. That this is, is, this is the business mountain. Yeah. That's incredible. You know, and I, I was just thinking of something too, that um, pastor Mark, usually says uh when he's closing out a service that you know the church church isn't a building so be the church you Mm -hmm. know and so that this is a this is an example of of michael you know being the church um in in this testimony going out and and just being 
intentional with how he was coming into work, being intentional with changes that he felt could be made through prayer and through discipleship and through, you know, Built, helping to build this little mini church in there. And you you guys, if you list this, you can just see all these little things just like adding up and stacking on top of one another, how um, because Michael was obedient and he was faithful to, you know, wanting to represent Jesus in every way, every day, um, that there, there was an impact on lives, you know, lives were being saved, you know, the culture was being changed. And, and so there, there is just something about, going out and being the church. Um, and again, you know, we, we've said it a couple of times. I'll say it again. It doesn't have to be a big, huge thing. Um, you can start small. You can start where you're at. You know, we, we're all in a different place in our walk. So you can start wherever you're at, but, but make a change today because, you know, everybody, everybody needs a helping hand at one point. Um, and it might be that, that your word of encouragement, um, is the one thing that helps someone keep going a little longer because you, you don't know what they're struggling with. You know, and again, kind of tying that back into the mental health suicide topic that we've talked about many times on this show and on, you know, Waymaker as well, that you don't know what someone else is going through. And you could be the light with that one word of encouragement. You could be the one that gives them reason to hang on or to to get help or to to give life another chance you just don't know and so it's a simple thing to just be a decent human um and really in this particular mountain i don't i don't believe it's such a far-fetched thing that you just can't go out and be like jesus every day at work and just be kind and caring and compassionate towards your customers towards your co-workers now trust me i've done customer service for more years than i want to admit on this show <clears throat> and i can tell you that at least at least once in your career, you're going to come across that one customer that makes you uh, overthink your decision on whether or not you want to remain in customer service. But those are the people you want to pray for, you know, um, pray for those opportunities where you know, I used to see them at this other job where like, you know, you'd have somebody come in and they'd buy their stuff and then buy for the car behind them. And then that would turn into this whole chain of, you know, paying it forward. Um, and, and so those little things, guys, add up in someone's life. So being the church, um, being just a decent human being uh, is going to do so much more than you could possibly imagine or believe once God starts working through what you're doing. Yeah. Well, it gets better. I love better. So I, I, right around this time, Mike Pacheco gets in the family move on into being who they're actually supposed to be and, and being uh, very kingdom minded, missional minded in that business mountain and entrepreneurial mountain. Now they're, they're taking what we did at waste connections and the, the intentional missional uh, God honoring uh, family environment, the kingdom family environment that is spreadable to non-believers too, you know, very beneficial for them too. Um, and blessing to them too. Um, they took it to Amazon and Amazon actually encouraged, by the way, <laughs> hmm. they actually encouraged these franchisees to really, uh, invest in their team and their drivers. So it was a green light, you know, nice. uh, from the corporate side. So, um, that happened. So we, you know, Mike and I are still friends and, uh, we still chat every once in a while and immediately we just click, you know, like, like we, you know, picking off where we left off, you know, 
picking up where we left off. And so what happened with Mikey is we kept in touch also, and he became an over-the-road truck driver. And we we kept on our on, in our discipleship relationship, kept on kept on connecting about things in the Lord and and holding each other accountable. Um, uh, but he would, you know, he'd ask me questions and stuff, and and you know, we we're just doing discipleship. And you know, guys, here's the thing too: we're actually not told to make converts; we're told to make disciples. Yes. Um, so if you feel stuck, and and let's say you have a call, I I don't, I don't know, Lord, <laughs> Holy Spirit's on this right now. Um, if you don't know your identity, or let's say you're feeling called to the ministry, and and you are in a place in life where you're, you feel stuck at your job, engage with God where you're at. Thank him for the opportunity to operate in who you are, to operate in your calling, to operate in your faith and take him seriously in thankfulness and start moving forward. Now he's, he will send you ask, ask for people to be sent your way as, as disciples. If you're there in your faith, maybe God will send um, a mentor to you, a good one, a a trusted one, one that would actually um, impact your life forever. Not, not a, not a sticky situation, not an abusive situation. Uh, The Lord does not give um, bad gifts. (laughs) If you ask for one, he would give you a good, a good person, good uh, elder or respected, trusted someone. Okay. So, um, but Mikey is over the road and he's experiencing some issues. Um, one at the time he's going through some family crisis Two, he's experiencing another very significant health problem. He has at this time stage four, uh, lymphoma, and and testicular cancer so he he he, i don't and it was so fast too like it came out of nowhere at least it seemed like that and um his mom is a nurse so she can she can she was watching the paperwork so he's you know he now he's home based so you know back back around his uh parents uh, place as an over the road truck driver and he's working for a certain company at a time and he tells me this and also in the midst of this family crisis going on within his family this is also happening and he's also working really hard wow um this is a very scary dark place for anyone in life with multiple crises happening oh yeah for sure and I got really mad uh, at the enemy, and I just disagreed with this in his life. Honestly, that's what it felt like. I couldn't really express it other than really just stand against it. And I was like, you know what, Mike? I we need to pray right right now. So I basically, uh, I basically cursed the cancer. I tell, uh, I declare that Mikey is healed. Something like that. It was very simple. 
it was aggressive, but it was and it was very heartfelt, but it was intentional, but still simple. Next, I ask, I, I say I'm gonna continue praying for you. Let me know how the next doctor's visit goes goes. And he lets me know the next time, about two weeks later, the cancer is no longer there. Praise God. And what was on his testicle is no longer a, um, what's the word? A tumor, but it is a, it is a cyst. How does a tumor turn into a cyst? Come on. God, that's how. <laughs> that is incredible. So the next doctor's visit after that, the cyst is gone. Praise and no and, and continued good numbers and no cancer to be found. And he was about ready to go into um, you know, chemotherapy and stuff. So yeah, Heath, what do you, what do you got, man? You know, I just I, I wanted to just bring the fact that, you know, you said you you got mad at the enemy and, and the attack and, you know, learned within the last few months that cancer really isn't a disease. It is an attack from the enemy. And so you can um, pray against that. You can stand against that um, in Jesus name and you can see results like Michael's talking about here. You know, and I, here's the thing. I have heard this story before. We've talked about this several times before, actually. And every time I hear it, there is just such an amazing, like, you know, praise God moment throughout the whole thing. It's like, unless you've seen it for yourself or you've, you know, you know, somebody that's like, it's just, it just rocks your world every time. And like, it just, every time I hear this testimony, just in, it speeds up my faith a little bit. It's like, yes, yes, Lord, this is incredible. This is what we're talking about that, you know, healings and miracles and signs and wonders. These are things that are for the here and the now guys. They're not old Testament things. They're not just, you know, things that most churches don't talk about. They're actually real things in the here and the now for this time, for this day, this age, uh, for you to experience, for your family to experience. And, um, I just, I love this testimony so much. Every time you share it, it gets better. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so remember, because of a workplace miracle where he's put at this certain company after he cries out to the Lord, after a very, very, the darkest place on earth that you can be is lied and deceived to from the enemy that you should end it all. And then his friend picks him up and within the hour gets him into rehab. And then after rehab, he, he gets hired on over with me and Mike <laughs> and Ty, the other GM. <laughs> okay. In a very uh, churchy, church loving <laughs> church environment. <laughs> so. This is awesome. So um, just kind of following up with him on, on how the health was and, and we had called and just were hanging out on the phone. And he was having some stomach issues now this time. Weird, grippy, and uh, disabling stomach issues. And he's a truck driver. He's getting jostled around in the seat. And he can't even reach over to his drink, which is literally just a couple feet away, if that. And and he can and he and he has to unload a whole trailer at each of these stores, and he's just grinding, just pushing through pain. So I 
I I just I couldn't stand for it. Like this this guy's going through so much. The the family crisis is still going on. Wow. Okay, people who are discipling people, listen up. Get okay. Jesus says, "Weep with those who weep with those who weep." Okay. Okay. Well, get angry for those who can't get angry. <laughs> right. Get angry at the enemy. Want to fight for them. Fight for them in the spirit. For those who aren't aren't are, are too sad or too depressed to even do that for themselves. And besides, two are better than one. You know, the Bible says, "Um, how how can one keep warm? There's if it, if he has another to keep warm, you know, he'll be warm." And then there's the whole uh, principle of a uh, two strand cord is is weaker than a three strand cord and and right. the whole emphasis on that is a a godly relationship with god is a very strong relationship and we always talk about it in marriage scenarios but it's it's applicable for brothers sisters friends okay anyway so i just i was like can i just pray for you again he, he's like mike you know you prayed for me all these times and all these things are happening <laughs> why do i deserve this what i know he knows god that's going to heal him. He knows it. Right. <laughs> and so, so he didn't even want me to pray for him. I'm like, dude, sh- okay, shut up. I'm going to pray for you. <laughs> and so I pray for him. And what happens next is, ah, oh, powerful. He, while praying for him, the pain goes away. He can reach. He can bounce. He can unload the trailer. Praise God. But then... While we're praying, he sees Jesus. And he tells me this, and I'm flabbergasted because this is, at that time, this has never happened to me while I'm praying for somebody. (laughs) Wow. And he sees Jesus high and lifted up above him as he's going down the highway. Oh, it's powerful. He's going down the highway in a semi-truck. He's having an outer body experience, kind of pulled back. And he sees Jesus high and lifted up above him hands folded like he's praying on him knees knees on his head like like he was the uh i don't know the bench or whatever right and and he's praying like this and and he's there was a revelation for each aspect of this vision and the lord had me the lord i was seeing uh uh the thing that he was seeing in real time and he he guys he doesn't at this time mikey doesn't know very much of the bible at all but he is quoting John chapter one. He just doesn't know it. Wow. And right now I just pray for all of our listeners and watchers that you would also experience Jesus in a very powerful way. Um, This is one thing that Paul prays for us in Ephesians chapter one uh, and verse 17, the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Paul had experienced Jesus in such a real way. And he was praying for the same exact thing uh, to all the church churches underneath him especially the church in ephesus when he's actually saying that but but it's applicable to all of us church too so anyway mikey is having a very real encounter he's having an outer body experience he's driving down the road at the same time in a semi-truck okay (laughs) he had just been healed again a stomach a weird stomach issue kind of maybe connected maybe with some residuals of the lymphoma cancer maybe okay not sure but he feels great now (laughs) And while in prayer, he sees Jesus high and lifted up, hands folded, knees on top of his head. Lord, help me remember this vision. So I'm 
but one thing I do need to say, piece by piece, I'm having an interpretation that's really landing with him. Why? He doesn't know any, he doesn't know any Bible, but he's quoting Bible to me. And so I'm getting confirmations at the same time. Wow. I mean, talk about a litmus test. Right. <laughs> so, that's crazy. So now we all have our personal struggles. We've all come, we've all had backgrounds. We've all come out of something. Okay. One thing that was really speaking to Mikey in this thing, and it spoke to me too, was Jesus had all the skin tones moving and alive. Mm. He went from he went from uh, a Caucasian skin tone to a Hispanic skin. I mean, all of them. He was it was just it was just he had all of them. Okay. And and while that was happening, Mikey saw his smile. Okay, his smile, he said, as the Lord smiled at him, it pierced him mm. and gave him so much life. And he could feel the Holy Spirit being poured into him while looking at Jesus's smile. And he could feel the love and he was baptized in the Holy Spirit at that time. Um, And he was wearing a golden crown of thorns. And the interpretation for that was of the conquering of the curse that um, uh, out of the old Testament, I forget where, but cursed is any man who uh, hangs on a tree. All the curse is paid for in Christ. And so this interpretation at this time was golden crown of thorns. And Mikey was scared to say that it was a crown of thorns. He was so questioning, uh, everything about this vision but the lord had me there to provide biblical interpretation and what was being communicated to him and by the way everything communicated to him was nailing him nailing him every facet of his life was being spoken to wow that's why if you guys do the math that's why i address the skin tone stuff okay so then um Oh man, the, he was wearing. Now, Mikey had no idea about the Old Testament, right? He doesn't know about the priestly, the Aaronic priestly chess piece, but Christ was wearing one of those. Why? He's our perfect high priest. And so, so when I explained to him what that meant, that nailed him to, <laughs> you know, perfectly covered in our perfectly high, perfect high priest. Um, and I'm trying to remember any other parts of the interpretations and the vision. But needless to say, every single, I mean, and he saw him. It was an outer body experience. He was seeing him in the spirit. His eyeballs were still able to see the road. He was still in, in the protection of God as he went down the highway. And yet the Lord is enabling him to have this massive multi-multi-dimensional experience. All right, Heath, what you got? I just there's this story is just awesome. Every time you tell it, I just love every facet of it. And just the fact that, you know, there is such an incredible healing power in Jesus. Um, you know, I just so grateful that again, Mikey's been healed over and over and over again. And just testimony too that like you don't have to be you know, forward and backwards in your Bible and be able to quote all the scripture and quote all the things. Right. Um, you don't have to be uh matter of fact, you don't even have to be saved 
to be right. touched by Jesus. And so there is, thank you, Holy Spirit. Um, there, there's just an incredible underlying tone of the story that just, I want to just remind everybody, it doesn't matter where you're at in your walk. It doesn't matter if you know God, if you don't know God, you can still know Jesus. Jesus can still touch you. He can still use you um, for part of his plan. Uh, you know, yes, it's going to be much better for your eternal life. If you know him, you're saved, you're water baptized, but you don't have to be in order to be saved or to be healed or to be used um, to save someone else. And that I think is one of the most amazing things about this particular testimony is that, you know, Mikey doesn't really know the Bible, doesn't really know a lot of things, and yet here's three distinct healings, um, you know, in just a, a, a short period of time in the grand scheme of things and, and God doing incredible things in this man who doesn't really even know God all that well. And that's just oh. an incredible, that's incredible testimony right there. Like, I don't, I don't care how you slice it or how you look at it. There is such an amazing thing to this testimony. He had so much fear of the Lord. I had to coach him to dare to speak any of what he was seeing. <laughs> he was so caught up in the presence of God. <laughs> it's like, just tell me I'm here for you. We could do this together. <laughs> we need to know what you're seeing. <laughs> it was very powerful. Yeah. That, now that's a prayer. That's a prayer. Uh, that's a prayer time right there. Right. right. <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's that, a prayer session. <laughs> that is, that is amazing. And God is so good. Um, you know, and, and again, we could probably just talk about this topic for forever and ever too. We seem to have this ability once we get rolling and flowing with the Holy spirit that we could probably just make these episodes like, you know, eight, nine hours long. We were not going to yeah. do that by the way, but we could. Um, and so I, I guess, you know, what, what else you want to throw in here before we kind of start transitioning to, to um, a closing the show? Yeah. Well, well, let's, let's see if we can't recount some steps of action for you guys to take to the workplace. One, Great idea. Establish one, establish ecclesia, establish a church stronghold. Ooh. 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 Yeah, by the way, heaven and Jesus and God had strongholds before Satan stole them. And they were better than his. <laughs> okay. well, of course. So establish a stronghold of the church at work. That doesn't mean you have to break the rules at work. Uh, you don't have to like, you know, do a Bible study and, you know, really tick off your employer. Okay. You can establish a church there at work without uh, breaking the rules. Okay. Oh, Heath, help me. So I would say two is contend uh, for the business, um, whether you maybe agree with them or not. However, I would say if you're working for a business that is, uh, so detrimental <laughs> to the kingdom of God. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe just establish some infiltration of love there, <laughs> and and right. pray for the employees around you. Because if it is one of those businesses that are still around, um, that they really are just the just the the where the money's going and what the product is and. I'm still here and I'm going to still be missional while my season of being here is here. Okay. Be missional and where God leads you to be missional, especially in that environment. Okay. Right. Um, so um, uh, establish a church, pray for the employees around you, 
pray for the well-being their well-being uh bring bring things that's going on in your life uh the warfares and the problems and the issues that's going on and connect uh with that mini church at work okay expect god to do things and expect god to bring people yes because where two or three or more are gathered in my name i am there with them okay yes it is a principle it's in context i'm pretty sure it was not about this but it is a promise and a principle in the midst of that context in a work context and so god will advance god will advance in the in the in the business sector okay and be ready for him to, so let's say, let's call this three. Be ready for God to show you more about who you are and your identity. And for you to continue in obedience. Because then there just became more favor. Uh, there, you might you might get a promotion. But it would be God promoting you. Or uh, you might get more favor from I'm I'm telling you this impacts the entire company. Right. And that would be God promoting you. Um frankly, you guys could also be fired too. <laughs> right. So there's that. But you you were obedient though in your time there. Um and just be ready for discipleship. Because what you're looking to do is not only disciple people, you're discipling a culture. You're discipling a, a, a whole environment um, through genuine righteousness and goodness, like Heath was talking about. Right. Well, and and it, I was just thinking as you were talking, you know, another way, and we've talked about it so many times on this show, um, every episode we talk about the power of testimony. And that's a great way to bring some Jesus into a conversation without actually having to be like, oh, yeah. you know, a big time I'm talking about, you know, any anything to do with faith or anything like that you can give your testimony and then do it you know but god healed me kind of a thing and that in and of itself is going to open a door um and so there are there are ways that you can do this and have an impact it doesn't have to be um something big and scary for you because i just keep feeling like there's just a lot of hesitation in the workplace to to talk about some of these things um you know and, and the other thing i wanted to mention too is kind of a final thought that you know michael was talking about yeah there is a risk that if you you start doing some things you start acting a certain way or bringing certain topics into work that you could potentially lose your job but no if you're doing things for the kingdom um god's got your back so it's not going to be a you know you lost your job for and it's going to be a detrimental thing there'll there'll be a lesson and a reason there but you know he's also going to cover your back too um, if you're doing God's work then God's going to provide you know his will his bill as Pastor Mark always says so he's going to take care of you um, if you're you're out there you're engaging with God you're doing what he's asking you to do um, then he's going to provide all the things and with that I think that's my final thoughts do you want to pray us out and then uh i'll do a little prayer for us when you're done yeah and i hear bill um you're feeling led to really impact your work environment uh i guys i know bill is a common (laughs) name but bill you're listening you know who you are and apples are common fruit but they're still delicious. Yes. That people still eat apples and apples are everywhere all the time, every year. Yep. (laughs) Okay. So Bill may be a common name. 
apples may be a common fruit, but you are not common if you hear and obey. Exactly. So there's a word for you, Bill. And if your name's Bill and this word's for you, grab it. Okay. Um, Mary, I, I don't know why, but I, I see a sad Mary. I see almost like even a oh. tearful or crying Mary. Uh, be encouraged and take heart. I hear I am with you. I was sleeping in the boat in this storm. Mary, you have the faith to tell that storm no more. Peace be still. Yes. You have that kind of faith, Mary. That's what he just told me. Because when he did get up out, out of that boat, uh, when they when they were terrified and you know they're fearing for their lives and rightfully so, yeah. Uh, the first thing you know after he calls the storm, you guys have little faith. He wanted them to do some of the stuff that they've been seeing and right. telling, even even have the faith to tell to tell that attack to stop. So Mary, I hear tell that attack to stop. And Mary is another common name, guys. But if you are a Mary, and and maybe this is applicable to you, maybe this is a word you can grab, grab it. Yes. Um, yeah, Heath, I, I do believe that's all I have right now. But um, but guys, I, I'll, I'll say a prayer, and then you want to pray, Heath? Yeah. So, Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for each and every uh, country and state and person therein that are taking the time to listen and watch us, God. And, Lord, I pray for the moves of God in the business sector, in the entrepreneurial mountain and business mountain, Lord, that we would we would run where you have uh allowed us to run where you've gotten us in the door where we're already at. And Lord, we'd be thankful for where we are already at and, and we would take up, take up the mantle. We would take up the baton and, and, and I hear even the Lord say, guys, you are able, those who can hear this, hear what the spirit is saying to the church. Guys, you are able. Guys, I, I even hear everyone receiving this right now. I hear that there are connections for you at work to get started. Uh, he told Elijah he was not alone. Elijah was super depressed. And he told Elijah, you are not alone. Mm. I have, what was it, Heath, 7,000? Yeah. Can you imagine hearing <laughs> I have... 7,000 at Microsoft who have not bowed their knee. <laughs> right. <laughs> who still love and serve me. Anyway, or whatever company, right? So, um, oh God, I'm just thankful. Thank you, Lord, for this message going out to the nations and to the states and to the provinces. Yes. In Jesus' name, Heath. Amen. 
You know, I uh, I just want to confirm that, you know, I don't know if it was Mary or if it was somebody else, but as you were talking, I really just felt this giant sense of hopelessness and despair. And, and I just want to encourage whoever that listener is, whoever that viewer is, that you're not alone. You've never been alone. That God has been with you the entire time. That when you're crying, Jesus is sitting right there next to you, uh, collecting your tears and, and, and taking account of those. And so you're not alone. So find find comfort in the fact that he's right there. Um, you know, if necessary, speak Psalm 91 over your situation, over your life. Um, find comfort in his loving arms and his rest um, because you're loved and you're valued. And so I just, I wanted to kind of attach that addendum on. So something we've decided to do, um, you know, God put it on my heart that we never want to close a show um, without giving you an opportunity to have a relationship with Jesus. If you don't know him, if you've, you know him once you, you straight off or you don't know him at all. And you'd like to, you realize that life's rough and I can't handle it on my own. And if there's a better way with Jesus, today's your day. Um, so if you make that decision, we want to say a prayer with you. Um, and we're just going to do this together, uh, Michael and I, and, and, uh, so if you'll, we'll pray with you. And of course, um, it's, it's really simple, you know, just from your heart. Um, so with, with heads bowed and eyes closed, repeat after me, guys. Unless you're driving, then don't do that. But Heath, <laughs> real, real quick, Heath, I hear, I heard very clearly that he is smiling Jesus. That, that's, that's what we're talking about. And he, he's about to accept some of you into the family. Okay? Yeah. But I just heard, uh, I am smiling. We just talked about the Lord smiling and the effect of that on a person while he's driving down the road on the interstate in a semi-truck. Okay? He is smiling on you. He is smiling on you. He yes. is smiling on you. And and let the bright, glorious face of my King Jesus and how I've experienced him and 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 facilitate relationship and help and be there for someone who didn't have much grounding in, in certain uh, areas of scripture, but he is smiling at you guys. Yes. Um, and he wanted me to share that with you. He is smiling. Every one of you hearing this, uh, renew, renew this relationship with God. His smile pierces time and space. And goes right into your chest creator right directly to creation and and goes right into your chest and god would you manifest fresh life from your face into everyone's very core right now in jesus name and lord that we would hear back we would hear back that they would write in that they would contact heath or ethan or me or Lily, or Chris, they would contact us. They'd get on the Facebook page, whatever, and they would, they, they, if they would feel something, they would write in and let us know. We would love to cater content. We would love to help disciple you. Okay, Keith. Yes. So I just, I saw. I'm glad you said that actually, because as we were leading into this moment, um, this is something again that God put on my heart, but that He's also really, really 
excited and anticipating like i just felt like this holy spirit tingle of anticipation and excitement for what we're about to do here with this prayer guys so you know michael's right if even if you are a believer it doesn't hurt to just join in with us and just say it as one one group and so um just repeat after me here uh, dear god dear god i know that i've sinned i know i've sinned but i believe that jesus died in my place I believe that Jesus died in my place. And God, you raised him from the dead. God, you raised him from the dead. So Jesus. Jesus. I confess that you are Lord. I confess you are Lord. Please be Lord of my life. Please be Lord of my life. Wash away my sin. Wash away my sin. And give me the power to follow you. Give me, please, the power to follow you. Amen. Amen. And it's really that simple, guys. That simple prayer um, gets you into an amazing new group. Welcome to the family. We would love to share in, share in this with you. We'd love to celebrate with you. You can write us at the show at prayer at rmr.live. Um, and we would be happy to come alongside you, welcome you to the family, and just celebrate this with you. And again, as we recommend all the time on the show, the next best step for you is to get yourself into a good Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Holy Spirit-filled church. And the reason why we recommend that, especially for new believers, is that so you're not going to be as easily... Um, distracted by the enemy uh, because once you made this choice then you you are also on a, an incredible list of people that are hated by hell and so in doing that we want to give you we want to give it is true um and and it was really i love you, how you said that yeah i well pastor kelly like i've heard her enough that like it's, it's coming out now so um but the the thing is that you know, we don't want you to feel alone in this decision. We want you to be able to partner with us or with a local church or whoever to just continue to be poured into with uh, with your faith and with your walk. And, you know, get into the Bible. Um, there are plenty of apps and things out there that can go through devotionals with you and studies with you. Um, I know there are groups all over the place that aren't even in a church. If you're looking for something like that, perhaps we can help you with that. Um, with that, guys, if you made that decision, I am so happy for you, and I know the Lord is just beaming, and, and heaven is just cheering and applauding for those that made that decision today. So please write us, and yes, thank you, Lord. I just, oh, wow. Thank you, Lord. Um, I thank each and every one of our listeners, as Michael said earlier, too. You know, I ran numbers again this morning, and we've got some new listeners in some new places, and I thank God for each and every one of you. Every time there's a new blip on the map, I just stop and I praise God, because that means you're you're hearing the message you need to hear. Um, and so as a reminder, if you like today's show and today's content, we encourage you to share it with your friends, your family, your loved ones, your coworkers, whomever, because... Sharing is caring, guys. Sharing is caring. Um, check out rmr.live for all the latest information and updates about the show. Again, if you're watching on Facebook, or excuse me, on uh, YouTube or Rumble, go ahead and like the show's page. Subscribe so you get the notifications when we release a show. Uh, follow us on all the socials, Facebook, Twitter, Truth, all the things. You can find that on the website. Podcast listeners, we love each and every one of you around the globe. And I just love saying that. God is so good. Listening to us around the globe, we thank you so much for tuning in every week and sharing God and uh, your time with us. And if you feel like to donate to the show, there are links to do so on the website down below. And for those watching on your screen, all donations are going to go to hosting fees, software, equipment, whatever we need to do to build infrastructure here to better serve 
our listeners and viewers. Um, also, a portion of our proceeds do go to help Redemption Squad and what they're doing in our local area because, trust me, there are plenty of people that need it. Uh, remember, guys, get yourself into a good Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Holy Spirit-led church. Plug into groups, discipleship opportunities, and serve in any way you can. And with that, we thank you again. We hope you have a great week. Be blessed. Thank you for listening to Rocky Mountain Revival Radio.